Act Four of Double Falsehood or The Distressed Lovers by Louis Theobald. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four, Scene One. Scene A wide plain with a prospect of mountains at a distance. Enter master of the flocks, three or four shepherds, and Violante in boy's clothes. Well, he's as sweet a man, heaven comfort him, as ever these eyes looked on. If he have a mother, I believe, neighbours, she's a woe-woman for him at this hour. Why should he haunt these wild, unpeopled mountains, where nothing dwells but hunger and sharp winds? His melancholy, sir, that's the main devil, does it? Go to, I fear he has had too much foul play offered him. How gets he meat? Why, now and then he takes our victuals from us, though we desire him to eat, and instead of a short grace, beats us well and soundly, and then falls to. Where lies he? Even where the night overtakes him. Now will I be hanged, and some fair-snouted skittish woman or other be not at the end of his madness. Well, if he lodged within the sound of us... I knew our music would allure him. How attentively he stood, and how he fixed his eyes when your boy sung his love ditty. Oh, here he comes again. Let him alone. He wonders strangely at us. Not a word, sirs, to cross him, as you love your shoulders. He seems much disturbed. I believe the mad fit is upon him. Enters Julio. Horsemanship, hell, riding shall be abolished. Turn the barbed steed loose to his native wildness. It is a beast too noble to be made the property of man's baseness. What a letter wrote he to his brother. What a man was I. Why, Perseus did not know his seat like me. The Parthian that rides swift without the rein match not my grace and firmness. Shall this lord die when men pray for him? Think you tis meet? I don't know what to say. Neither I nor all the confessors in Spain can unriddle this wild stuff. I must to court, be ushered into grace by a large list of praises, ready penned. O oh, devil, what a venomous world is this when commendations are the baits to ruin? All these good words were gyves and fetters, sir, to keep me bolted there, while false sender played out the game of treachery. Hold, come hither. You have an aspect, sir, of wondrous wisdom and, as it seems, are travelled deep in knowledge. Have you ever seen the phoenix of the earth, the bird of paradise? In troth not I, sir. I have, and known her haunts, and where she built her spicy nest. Tis like a credulous fool, I showed the treasure to a friend in trust, and he hath robbed me of her. Trust no friend, keep thy heart's counsel close. Hast thou a mistress? Give her not out in words, nor let thy pride be wanton to display her charms to view. Love is contagious, and a breath of praise, or a slight glance has kindled up its flame, and turned a friend to traitor. Tis in proof, and it has hurt my brain. Mary, now there is some moral in his madness, and we may profit by it. See, he grows cool and pensive. Go towards him, boy, but do not look that way. Alas, I tremble. Oh, my pretty youth, come hither, child. Did not your song imply something of love? Ha! Ha! Goes it there? 
Now, if the boy be witty, we shall trace something. Yes, sir, it was the subject. Sit here, then. Come, shake not, good pretty soul, nor do not fear me. I'll not do thee wrong. Why do you look so on me? I have reasons. It puzzles my philosophy to think that the rude blast, hot sun, and dashing rains have made no fiercer war upon thy youth, nor hurt the bloom of that vermilion cheek. You weep too, do you not? Sometimes I do. I weep sometimes too. You're extremely young. Indeed, I've seen more sorrow far than years. Yet all these have not broken your complexion. You have a strong heart, and you are the happier. I warrant you're a very loving woman. A woman, sir. Aside. I fear has found me out. He takes the boy for a woman. Mad again. You've met some disappointment. Some foul play has crossed your love. I read it in your face. You read a truth, then. Where can lie the fault? Is it in the man or some dissembling knave he put in trust? Ho! Oh, have I hit the cause? You're not far off. This world is full of cousiners very full. Young virgins must be wary in their ways. I've known a duke's son do as great a knavery. Will you be ruled by me? Yes. Kill yourself. T'will be a terror to the villain's conscience the longest day he lives. By no means! What? Commit self-murder! Yes, I'll have it so. I fear his fit is returning. Take heed of all hands. Sir, do you want anything? Thou liest. Thou canst not hurt me. I am proof gainst farther wrongs. Steal close behind me, lady. I will avenge thee. Thank the heavens I'm free. O oh, treacherous base Enriquez, have I caught thee? Help! Help, good neighbours! He will kill me else! Julio seizes on the shepherd. Violante runs out. Here thou shalt pay the heart-blood for the wrongs thou heaped upon this head. Faith-breaker! Villain! I'll suck thy life-blood. Good sir, have patience. This is no Henriquez. They rescue the shepherd. Well, let him slink to court and hide a coward. Not all his father's guard shall shield him there. Or if he prove too strong for mortal arm, I will solicit every saint in heaven to lend me vengeance. All about it straight. The wrathful elements shall wage this war. Fury shall haunt him. Vultures gnaw his heart. A nature pour forth all her stores of plagues to join in punishment of truth betrayed. Exit Julio. Go thy ways, and a vengeance go with thee. Pray feel my nose. Is it fast, neighbours? Tis as well as may be. He pulled at it as he would have dragged a bullock backward by the tail. And it had been some men's nose that I know, neighbours. Who knows where it had been now? He has given me such a devilish dash o'er the mouth that I feel I shall never whistle to my sheep again. Then they'll make holy day. Come, shall we go? For, I fear, if the youth returns, our second course will be much more against our stomachs. Walk you afore. I will give my boy some short instructions, and I'll follow straight. We'll crush a cup together. Pray, do not linger. I will not, sirs. This must not be a boy. His voice, mane, gesture, everything he does, savors of soft and female delicacy. He but puts on this seeming and his garb. Speaks him of such a rank, as well persuades me. He plays the swain, rather to cloak some purpose. 
than forced to it by a need. I've waited long. To mark the end, he has in his disguise. But am not perfect in it. The madman's coil has driven him shaking hence. These fears betray him. If he prove right, I'm happy. Oh, he's here. Enters Violante. Come hither, boy. Where did you leave the flock, child? Grazing below, sir. What does he mean to stroke one on the cheek so? I hope I'm not betrayed. Have you learnt the whistle yet, and when to fold? And how to make the dog bring in the strayers? Time, sir, will furnish me with all these rules. My will is able, but my knowledge weak, sir. That's a good child. Why dost thou blush, my boy? Aside. Tis certainly a woman. Speak, my boy. Heaven, how I tremble. Tis unusual to me to find such kindness at a master's hand, that I am a poor boy, every way unable, unless it be in prayers to merit it. Besides, I've often heard old people say too much indulgence makes boys rude and saucy. Are you so cunning? Aside. How his eyes shake fire and measure every piece of youth about me. The ewes want water, sir. Shall I go drive him down to the cistern? Shall I make haste, sir? Aside. Would I were five miles from him. How he gripes me. Come, come. All this is not sufficient, child, to make a fool of me. This is a fine hand, a delicate fine hand. Never changes color. You understand me? And a woman's hand. You're strangely out. Yet if I were a woman, I know you are so honest and so good, that though I wore disguises for some ends, you would not wrong me. Come, you're made for love. Will you comply? I'm madder with all this talk. There's nothing you can say can take my edge off. Oh, do but quench these foul affections in you, that like base thieves have robbed you of your reason, and I will be a woman and begins so sad a story that if there be aught of humane in you or a soul that's gentle you cannot choose but pity my lost youth no stories now kill me directly sir as you have any goodness take my life ah uh, shepherd will you hear sir what bawling rogue is that with the devil's name blessings upon him whatsoe'er he be runs out enters roderick Good even, my friend. I thought you had all been asleep in this country. You had lied then, for you were waking when you thought so. I thank you, sir. I pray. Be covered. Tis not so much worth, sir. Was that thy boy ran crying? Yes. What then? Why dost thou beat him so? To make him grow. A pretty medicine. Thou canst not tell me the way to the next nunnery. How do you know that? Yes, I can tell you, but the question is whether I will or no, and indeed I will not. Fare you well. Exit master. What a brute fellow's this! Are they all thus? My brother Henriquez tells me by his letters the mistress of his soul not far from hence hath taken sanctuary, from which he prays my aid to bring her back. From what Camillo hinted, I wear some doubts. Here tis appointed that we should meet. It must be here. 
Tis so. He comes. Enters Henriquez. Now, brother, what's this post-haste business you hurry me about? Some wenching matter. My letter told you, sir. Tis true, it tells me, that you've lost a mistress whom your heart bleeds for. But the means to win her from her close life, I take it, is not mentioned. You're ever in these troubles. Noble brother, I own, I have too freely given scope to youth in temperate heat and rash desires. But think not that I would engage your virtues to any course wherein my constant heart attended not my eye. Till now my passions reigned in my blood, ne'er pierced it pierced into my mind. But I am a convent grown to purest thoughts, and must in anguish spend my days to come. If I possess not her, so much I love. The means? She's in a cloister, is she not? Within whose walls to enter as we are will never be. Few men but friars come there, which we shall never make. If that would do it, I would make anything. Are you so hot? Aside. I'll serve him, be it but to save his honour. To feign a corpse, by the mass it shall be so. We must pretend we do transport a body, as twere to his funeral, and coming late by, crave a night's leave to rest the hearse in a convent. That be our course, for to such charity strict zeal and custom of the house give way. And opportune a vacant hearse passed by, from rites but new performed. This for a price will hire, to put our scheme in act. Ho! Gerald! Enter Gerald, to whom Henriquez whispers. Then Gerald goes out. When we're once lodged, the means of her conveyance by safe and secret force with ease will compass. But, brother, know my terms. If that your mistress will to the world come back, and she appear an object worthy in our father's eye, woo her and win her. But if his consent keep not pace with your purpose... Doubt it not. I have looked not with a common eye, but chose a noble virgin who to make her so, has all the gifts of heaven and earth upon her. If ever woman yet could be an angel, she is the nearest. Well, a lover's praise feasts not a common ear. Now to our plot. We shall bring night in with us. Exeunt. Scene two. Enter Julio and two gentlemen. Good, sir. Compose yourself. Oh, Leonora, that heaven had made thee stronger than a woman. How happy had I been! He's come again. I'll take this interval to work upon him. These wild and solitary prisoners, sir, but feed your pain. Let bear reason guide you, and quit this forlorn state that yields no comfort. Lute sounds within. Ha! Hark a sound from heaven. Do you hear nothing? Yes, sir. The touch of some sweet instrument is no inevitant. No, no. The better. This is a strange place to hear music in. I'm often visited with these sweet airs, the spirit of some hapless man that died and left his love hidden a faithless woman, sure haunts these mountains. Violante sings within. Fond echo, forego thy light strain, and heedfully hear a lost maid. Go, tell the false ear of the swain how deeply his vows have betrayed. Go, tell him what sorrows I bear, 
See yet if his heart feel my woe. Tis now he must heal my despair, or death will make pity too slow. See how his soul strives in him. This has strained and searched him to the heart. Excellent sorrow. You never loved? No. Peace, and learn to grieve, then. Go, tell him what sorrows I bear. See yet if his heart feels my woe. Tis now he must heal my despair, or death will make pity too slow. Is this not heavenly? I never heard the like, sir. I'll tell you, my good friend, but pray say nothing. I'm strangely touched with this. The heavenly sound diffuses a sweet peace through all my soul. But yet I wonder what new, sad companion grief has brought hither to outbid my sorrows. Stand off, stand off, stand off. Friends, it appears. Enters Violante. How much more grateful are these craggy mountains, and these wild trees than things of nobler natures. For these receive my plaints, and mourn again in many echoes to me. All good people are fallen asleep forever. None are left that have the sense and touch of tenderness for virtue's sake. No, scarce their memory from whom I may expect counsel and fears, ease to complainings or redress of wrongs. This is a moving sorrow, but say nothing. What dangers have I run, and to what insults exposed this ruin of myself? Oh, mischief on that soul-spotted hind, my vicious master! Who would have thought that such poor worms as they, whose best feed is coarse bread, whose beverage water, should have so much rank blood? I shake all over and blush to think what had become of me, if that good man had not relieved me from him. Since she is not Leonora, she is heavenly. When she speaks next, listen as seriously, as women do that have their loves at sea, what wind blows every morning. I cannot get this false man's memory out of my mind. Yon maidens that shall live to hear my mournful tale when I am ashes, be wise, and to an oath give no more credit, to tears, to vows, false both, or anything a man shall promise than to the clouds that now bear such a pleasing shape, and now are nothing, for they will cousin, if they may be cousins, the very gods they worship, valor, justice, discretion, honesty, and all they covet, to make them seeming saints, are but the wiles by which these sirens lure us to destruction. Do not you weep now? I could drop myself into a fountain for her. She weeps extremely. Let her weep, tis well. Her heart will break else. Great sorrows live in tears. Oh, false Henriquez! Ha! And oh, thou fool, forsaken Violante, whose belief and childish love have made thee so. Go, die, for there is nothing left thee now to look for that can bring comfort but a quiet grave. There all the miseries I long have felt, and those to come, shall sweetly sleep together. Fortune may guide that false Henriquez hither, to weep repentance o'er my pale dead course, and cheer my wandering spirit with these loved obsequies. Going. Stay, lady, stay. Can it be possible that you are Violante? That lost name, spoken by one that needs must know my fortunes, has taken much fear from me. Who are you, sir? 
for sure i am that hopeless violante and i as far from any earthly comfort that i know yet the much wronged julio julio i once thought so if the cursed enriquez had power to change you to a boy why lady should not that mischief make me anything that have an equal share in all the miseries his crime hath flung upon us well i know it and pardon me i could not know your virtues before your griefs methought when last we met the accent of your voice struck in my ear like something i had known but floods of sorrow drowned the remembrance if you'll please to sit since i have found a suffering true companion and give me hearing i will tell you something of leonora that may comfort you blessing upon thee henceforth i protest never to leave thee if heaven say amen but soft let's shift our ground guide our sad steps to some remoter gloom where undisturbed we may compare our woes dwell on the tale of mutual injuries till our eyes run o'er and we infect each other with fresh sorrows talk to you of comfort tis the food of fools and we will none own't but indulge despair so worn with grief steal to the cave of death and in a sigh give up our latest breath Exeunt. End of Act Four.